0: Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, starring Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And, Ramon, we're mm-hmm. we're into the off season. Yeah, we are. <laughs> hey, and yeah, we're yeah. already into, what will the team look like in 2023? But you kind of have to do that, because mm-hmm. guess where else they're doing that? Where else? Right over on South Water Street. In fact, they probably began that process about 24 hours after being eliminated by the Dolphins.
1: It moves quick, DK. I, I, I know a lot of people hadn't been privy to that type of stuff, but the idea that they're not already planning, uh, it happens so fast with their turnover and understanding. I mean, it happens in the exit meetings of, you know, guys trying to find out, where they're going to be. So you're right. That that process, man, speeds up. You got senior bowl. You got combine. You got visiting dates back to back to back to back. And, yeah, that's the expedited
0: process these days. Well, a big part of that process, because everyone loves to talk about uh, who might they get, who are they going to add, who who can they get with all this cap space that they're going to have, and who are they going to get in the draft. But the other part of it is you lose people. Yeah, you do. And that's actually what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at the list that the Steelers have of pending free agents and figure out who it is that, uh, well, that, that we'd want to keep out of this group. <laughs> and I'm going to start Moan with the highest paid guy of these 22 Who's that? pending free agents. That would be Larry. O. Larry O oh. can Joby was an $8 million player for the Steelers. But if you remember, he had kind of a strange circumstance in signing here because he had a bigger deal, a three-year deal with Chicago, and that ended up getting rejected because of a, a physical. Yeah, Larry came here, and boy, I, I'd say he proved himself,
1: you know? Oh, oh no doubt about it. had a better <laughs> better season, too, man. Goodness. Mm-hmm. You imagine getting beat up over there in Chicago and losing like that? Goodness.
0: Oh, yeah, then there's that.
1: Yeah. L- Larry, oh, that's a nice pick, though. Do you okay. keep him? Do you keep him? He's 28 years old. I, I keep him. I, I, there's no hesitation. That That is a Pittsburgh isn't sign. There, it is no though?
0: hesitation. Is percent there? Because you're, it's going to take multiple years. He's not going to sign for a year again.
1: No, absolutely. But they can spread that out, DK. He's proven to you. The uh, Coach Dunbar, the defensive line coach, knows how to take care of him. He made plays for this team. If there's a higher market for him, then, yeah, you got to kind of say, you know, sayonara a little bit, but – this is a Pittsburgh signer, if there ever was. A guy that knows, look, coach is probably going to take care of me. There was no rush in him getting back out there when he was injured, right? There's value in that. There was no rush in understanding where is his production. There's value in that. This guy went out and made plays for his team and had the absolute ability to, to really stay healthy for the most part towards the latter part of the season, too.
0: He also was slash is the quintessential AFC North ball player having now almost completed a tour of the division. Uh, I I was talking with Larry after the final game against the Browns in which he spent almost as much time in the Cleveland backfield as Nick Chubb did. (laughs) I like that. He was all over them and he finally earned a sack uh, toward the end there. And, and he, He would. He looked really, really like afterward, just Mm -hmm. really determined, like he could still be out on the field Mm -hmm. playing. Uh, You want that, especially at that position. Yeah. Um, If you bring in young kids, which you really should, the next generation of defensive linemen, Mm -hmm. it can't just be Cam out there working with them.
1: No, it cannot, and and that's why I think your point of. You know, when you said his name, I say you absolutely have to sign him back. You do, man. Uh, we got to check out, you know, what's the full field uh free agent, D tackles, D lineman. But Larry O has to be high up on that list. or so at least midway through to where you say we don't have to break the bank to mm-hmm. keep him. But there is going to be a high output of production from a guy like him, man. And we say that respectfully because that was my role in a sense of like, yeah. It, it, it'll be people knocking at the door, but if he stays here, we're going to get him for a great price. And you know, that's how you build a team.
0: We're going to go rapid fire with a few other key names. I'm not going to go I got through one all I, I want to throw out. Ahead, well, it's,
1: it's, it's these two that, that ha- a decision has to be made on. And I think both possibly stay uh, cam Sutton and Robert Spillane.
0: Um, yes. And yes. <laughs> I yes. mean, here again, the Steelers are not in some kind of position at cornerback or at inside linebacker yeah to be saying well let's just get a whole bunch of new people mm-hmm. um, you have to have you have to keep the guys that you like mm-hmm. out of that which leads me to letting devin bush go oh that's
1: when they don't pick up
0: that option man it's it's oh, well, wh- wherever yeah.
1: they go for the most part it's gonna be a one-year prove it nah, you know
0: he's he's, he's, he's gone uh you know, him, him and the 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 next two and three guys for most expensive Mason Rudolph at five million. No way he's coming back. Uh, Devin Bush no. at $4.7 This is all, by the way, Moan, freed up cap space. Yeah, it okay. is. Are players that you don't need. Derek Watt is another one. $3.25 for a special teams guy. Yeah. No chance. Jesse Davis, guard, $3 million to <laughs> see you. I, I don't even know anything about Jesse Davis. No. And that's a uh, good thing for this offensive line. That's mostly
1: return. No, that's all returning.
0: Tyson Alualu, God love him. But he showed that he was done this year. And that's 2.75 that's coming back. And Marcus Allen, 2.5 for a special teams guy who did the dumbest damn thing you've ever seen on a football field this year. Uh,
1: That's going to be a one-year minimum when it comes down to that type of signing right there, like that special team boxing. You got to do something very Mm -hmm. dynamic if you're him to get out of that stereotype.
0: And that leads me to the guy that I want to keep. I am biased here. Uh I don't care that I am biased. I say these things out loud so you don't wonder about them. But I want Terrell Edmonds back, not just so that you can lure his brother from Buffalo, but because he is the right safety to have next to your first team all pro safety. They have proven that over the years.
1: And, and this is the thing, too. We had that, that, that episode recently where we spoke about, you know, Daniel Jones needing time to grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think Terrell's in that boat. I think we saw if you put him in the right space where he's not exactly. over exposed in the passing exactly. game, uh, he becomes, you know, they like to call that like a rover position or somebody that floats and make plays, playing him closer to the line of scrimmage or tight ends in a box. I think that's where he flourishes. But to your point of pairing up with a all pro Minka Fitzpatrick who knows him best you want Minka back there with a very inexperienced guy like I know a lot of people probably didn't care much for Ryan Clark but there's one thing that happened back there Ryan Clark and Troy were friends number one but they knew each other like the backside of their hand by the way how does the backside of my hand look but yeah (laughs) uh they knew each other very well is what I'm saying DK
0: Well, and and it made a difference. I mean, you you mentioned that Ryan and Troy had, they had uh, off the field as well, really tight relationship, belief in each other, a faith that the other would complete the play. And Ryan's physicality, you can put Mm -hmm. that into, into Mm -hmm. like giant quote marks, because he'd never get away with any of that stuff today. No, he wouldn't. But, but. His physicality and the fear that he struck into opponents freed yep. up Troy to do certain things, and when you look at TE, it's a different dynamic. They're not; he's not Ryan Clark, and, and Minka is not Troy. No, they're they're just different players. That's not a slight on anyone, but with Terrell able to being capable of taking care of a lot of the dirty work, and that's mm-hmm. what he is. He's he's got the dirt under his fingernails. The head coach loves to tell Minka you are the freelancer. You go find the football. Get me yeah. the football. Get your yeah. hands on the football. Do that. Mm-hmm. And it works. Why would yeah. you want to start that over? You know? Yeah. No. Is there anybody else on the list you want to bring back, Moan? What about uh, DeMonte Casey and that three safety formation, as long as we're talking about safeties? Made
1: of... These, uh but nah jc hausner for depth for sure is a guy i like a whole lot mm-hmm. um but that's, that's james pierre
0: thing. i mean are you are you doing that with You're the courts good. what about here zach gentry let's do that i know you I, like, I like gentry zach. i know you do guy. he's such a
1: but young connor hayward hard guy. yeah and that's kind of hard to kind of put one over another one when, when connor hayward can really catch the ball you are know you and pay as, three
0: tight ends that's
1: tough you know what is good having three though, DK, and we usually do have three. Mm-hmm. And and so yeah, I'm I'm in on Zach if Zach can make it work. But if there's a better opportunity for him, man, he need to take it. That's that's without saying. Like yeah, it's still a
0: business. When we come back, more football. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Continuing the all Jesse Davis episode of the Ramon Show. We don't even know who he is. He made $3 million for the Steelers this year. And The reason, the reason that he was there and he was paid that money, and this is great because he was yeah. there as something of an insurance plan for an offensive line that never yeah. needed one
1: because yeah, no. those
0: guys never missed a snap. And that's a good thing, though. No, yes. That's a
1: damn – that's a, man, really good thing because – that group had an opportunity to grow together mm-hmm. you know but you still say to yourself how and why did we sign him if there was no opportunity for him to get on the field and at that price
0: because panic had set in and i think it yeah. was rightly so i mean yeah. I, when you look at the way that o line was shaping up over the first yeah. 2 3 weeks i don't i actually don't blame them for this yeah i just think that it it makes you it makes you wonder about what it means for the offensive line in 2023 because, I mean, you can't (laughs) count on that happening two years in a row, meaning everybody stays on for every snap or almost every snap.
1: I don't even think, DK, that we covered him in camp much as far as playmaking ability, as far as depth or anything when it came down to it. That's one thing, and I'm not going to say is this in hindsight now, but that group stayed together. They stayed tight. You know, uh, who was it? James Daniel didn't miss a snap, and Chops only missed
0: one snap. Missed one snap.
1: So, with, with that being said, that's For good. which he
0: apologized, by the way. I have to share that with everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed one play, he said.
1: <laughs> picture him saying that, yeah. a joker, man. <laughs> uh, but that's another aspect, too, of uh, free agency that we're about to walk into, DK. The price for participation is about to go up, and I think mm-hmm. we all got to get adjusted to – uh, what it's going to cost to retain guys and sign guys back. Just because you see a guy making $3 million a year doesn't mean that, you know, that's exactly what he's worth. That's exactly what the market says now, simply because the cap is about to go up. The, the the gambling money, the TV money is about to be poured in a little bit more, too. And I think that's why you find in teams right now trying to find that early draft pick as far as quarterback to get as much as you can out of them before you have to repay them again. Cool. Uh Truth be told, that to me, that's probably one of the reasons why Lamar Jackson chose to save himself instead of going out there unhealthy, too. Because an unhealthy Lamar Jackson means a less paid Lamar Jackson, too.
0: Lamar skipped the bowl game. I've seen that meme. <laughs> 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 the, uh, yeah. I'm going to throw one name at you here to to wrap up this segment. And he's not a free agent. Okay. But if the Steelers were to cut... Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. They would save 8 million of his 10 million dollar salary. Mm-hmm. If they keep him, they're paying him 10 million dollars to be a backup and maybe not a very happy backup. Okay. Do you do that or do you say, "You know what? It's it's Kenny's show." Uh, we're going to go get like a Josh Dobbs or someone like that yeah, to be the backup. Yeah, okay. right, Taylor. Someone in that mold It's going to cost a lot less, but we can take that money. And Now, on top of all yeah. this other money that we're talking about here, we're going to build up the – we're going to get the yeah. best inside linebacker, the best cornerback available, the uh, best left tackle. I don't know. Whatever's yeah. out there.
1: You know what, DK? As mm. it stands, though, as far as his career, that's Mitch Trubisky's career. I think the ten million for a backup like that is probably too much. I think seven million is the cap for a clipboard holder. I think that's where you hold him. and that you, you can't you have that franchise. conversation with him,
0: though. No. You know that you're a union rep. You can't you know sit down what? and say to Mitch, "Hey, we'll pay you seven." No, well, you got to cut
1: him. That's <laughs> yeah, the you end gotta all. Be all. But but my, my well, from my understanding, and you t- you saying. You know, uh, he he's gonna feel disrespected. Like I don't I don't know where else he's gonna go and start. That's what I'm saying. So his cap his his ceiling has just been lowered by the fact that uh, <laughs> Kenny Pickett has become QB one. Uh, yes, but th- that's also the other side. I-, I will say this: I do want a vet behind Kenny. Okay. I don't. I, they got to go out and get a young guy somewhere. You know, for depth and for practice squad stuff but they have to get an older guy that can at least coach Kenny through some of those moments, which he's still going to need from a player rep on sidelines on game day too. There has to be somebody there to actually kind of help shepherd him along still in a player to player sense.
0: Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. 100%. Who did Ben, who did Ben lean on of all people? Dobbs, ben Byron, ben first, but but, but <laughs> Ben though, if specifically Ben though, first ballot hall oh, of famer yeah. Yeah. that he would go to the sideline and repeatedly seek, josh dobbs's advice it okay means a lot and the fact that, that that josh god bless him was able to go out in those last couple of games down there in nashville yeah. and show people hey i i wasn't here just to hold the clipboard or to impress you all with all my rocket science <laughs> yeah okay yeah, no i wasn't doing this to amuse myself
1: yeah it, it was it, it was for everybody's benefit specifically the qb1 you know so yeah i'm, I'm with you on that one uh, me covering the team here in Nashville, though I think is a strong case for Jobs to have a decent market between Pittsburgh and 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 to the Titans. Though they they love what he did the second half of the season, but what better guy do you need than Josh? Oh. He has the play bacon, play playmaking ability too. Let let me ask you this though, real quick, since we're speaking about guys that I cover on the day to day basis, there are rumors or suggestions that maybe a former Steeler may get cut or released. So speaking about free agents, are you willing to revisit a Bud Dupree reunion in Pittsburgh at a discounted price? Because that's what
0: it's got to be. A Bud would have to come at a severe discount. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly compared to the contract that he did sign there in that Nashville, was a heavy contract. <clears throat> but uh, it, when I look at OLB. Yeah. And the Steelers, I think to myself, two things. One, whenever it's TJ and Alex Highsmith, no, I don't need anybody else. Yeah. But TJ misses games. Okay, I I mean, I'm not. What do we get out of Malik Reed this year? Malik Reed was nothing. Just so so that's why I'm asking that question. You know, go back to a three-man rotation at that position, which is what which is what they always want. It's what TJ wants. Okay, Mm -hmm. in order to play at his pace, the whole all-out, you know, go for broke. Uh, type of energy that he brings he taps out as much as anyone else on the roster and that yeah. is not a shot that's just the nature of how he plays mm-hmm. and if you get yeah the yeah. answer is yes
1: <laughs> you did all that to come back to yeah uh, but, uh but, 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 but here
0: again i'm i'm biased on this one too we, we i, we I know this
1: we know this pittsburgh will revisit guys if they're in a
0: position to be revisited Yes. Uh, The the trust factor is already in place. You don't have to do the studying. You don't have to wonder. And you heard the coach say, how many times, who was it that caused it? Like Garrett Blunt and these guys that caused problems. And every time they'd get cut, you'd hear Mike Tomlin say something along the lines of, this is why we prefer to just have our own guys here because we don't know what these other guys are made of.
1: Yep. One hundred percent, man. I just figured we bring that up since we're talking free agents. That oh, would that's be,
0: good. That's in, good.
1: In the north, you need that depth. I'll say this: I would much rather have Pittsburgh go after him than Baltimore, Cincinnati, or the fact that Jadavian Clowney wants out of Cleveland. He's going to be out of Cleveland.
0: Yeah, and he might stay in the north yeah. too. So yeah, I don't want him. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't want him. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, Mo. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster show and the only segment that matters. That's brought to you by our friends at the get-go cafe and market where quality is at the core of every menu item. That's because there are three expert chefs combing through every, Every single possible ingredient to make sure that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call crave-ability, which isn't even a word, Moan. <laughs> it's like their thing. What <laughs> are your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today? Better believe it. Our entry today comes from Nolan, who says... "Oh, He, he comes at you with three question marks, okay. so let we'll back up here a little Let's bit. Let's do ahead. it. Hey, Moan! Any thoughts on... All these crazy comebacks, like the one that the Jaguars had and how they happen in the National Football League, it seems like they're happening more often than they should. Is momentum really that big of a deal? Do they go into a prevent mode too early or often, or do guys just let their foot off the gas offensively too early?
1: Man, it's a combination of a lot of things. That is a really good question. I'll say this.
0: You've been on both ends of that.
1: I have been. And and watching that Jags game though, DK, um, I knew when they scored before halftime, I said
0: they're not out. I legitimately, I I, I did you see Maurice Jones Drew? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you see that? Now, now MJD has Jags blood. Okay. (laughs) But at halftime, for anybody who missed this of 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 that network show, Maurice Jones Drew said on the air, the Jaguars are gonna. They're going to come back, and then the Chargers are going to charge her. Yeah. And you're like, get out of here, you homer, or whatever else here. And then, like you said, they got that one touchdown going into the half, and all of a sudden it was 27-7. to And you're like, oh, really? But but why the comeback? So, so much go into it. Coaches do
1: get to a point to where you protect leads. You try to protect your players. I think when you go up the way certain teams do, uh, you don't want to overexpose yourself. You know, by doing too much because you got to think to win games, you're a little bit more risky, right? The mentality is, oh, we're going to fit it into this window. Yeah, throw it right there. Get the ball right there. Run this double reverse pass. You know why? Because we got to win the game to get up. And I think with coaches sometimes they kind of settle back a little bit and say, okay, we're good. That thing you did defensively, you'll continue that on. Uh And then they didn't. And I think that's where coaches start to scramble and say, okay, where am I at when the momentum has kind of flipped – but I can't get too crazy, but I need my plays to work. But it's it's one of those things where I say you, you never underestimate the underdog sometimes, too, or the person that you're just beating down like that. Because their will sometimes, O.D.K., becomes more intense than yours, listeners. You see what I'm saying? Like, us running 22-double, which was our bread-and-butter play, becomes, oh, it's just going to work. <laughs> not realizing them on the other side is just fighting and clawing and gnawing at your ankles to make a tackle. The same thing that you were able to do when it's 0-0 or 7-0 to or, you know, 14-21, it changes a little bit. And then next thing, oh, man, that's a three and out. We're fine. We're good. We're good. And meanwhile, the other side is putting, you know, points up on your defense and they get a little bit more angry. They start losing communication. They're trying to make those same plays, which honestly, in that Jaguars game, all of it wasn't on Trevor, although it's all tabulated to Trevor Lawrence too. a couple of them were tipped. One of them, the DB knocks his wide receiver out the way. I think it might be one outright interception to him. Am I correct in that? Yeah, no, I would say
0: that. I mean, he, look, he didn't have a great half. He he would he tell did. you the same thing.
1: But what? But ahead. it
0: wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like he had just totally lost it or was freaked no. out or overwhelmed.
1: And, and but what I saw from him was this: hmm. he was upset, but it wasn't one of those Mark Sanchez, "I'm losing my soul" type of things, <laughs> was it? It wasn't that at all. I will never say anything that mean about anybody. You know what I mean, though. You know exactly. Or that Sam Darnold. It wasn't Sam Darnold. I'm seeing ghosts. Right? We didn't see that. It was one of them. Ah, he gritted. You know? And that's what really had me in the position be like, they're not out. So how does it happen? Coaches, yeah, you go cruise control a little bit. Players think the same players are gonna work on one side of the ball that's up, not realizing that the angst on the other side of the ball offensively or defensively has a little bit more pressure. And when you're dealing with 1% athletes in the world, or at least a percentage says that that little extra push from that group of guys will swing that momentum. Even if it ain't momentum, the willpower of those dudes really puts you in a position to where you go make those plays and get those touchdowns and make those throws and make those tackles and get sacks. So, it's it's coaching it's human nature and it's it's opportunity just slipping through your hands truthfully
0: that's it just snowballs doesn't it it? so much of it's we can talk about schematics and everything else but you can just see in body language that so much of it is psychological go ahead
1: i got another one though you're right psychological Uh, terrell Pryor. you know where i'm going Mm -hmm. oakland raiders We were the better team going out there.
0: Oh, you would bring this game up.
1: First play of the game, though, DK, why? Because we're just supposed to make the tackles and know the plays, and they are sorry. And then Terrell Pryor goes 80 yards down the field or 60 yards down the field.
0: Yeah, but Terrell Pryor, see, I I put him into it. You know, when you watch players grow up, you feel differently about their ability. So when I watch Tyler Boyd make plays... Yeah, you knew it. Because I watched him at Clareton High School. Yeah. Uh, when I see Terrell Pryor do what he did to the Steelers, it doesn't surprise me because I saw him do that to people at Jeanette High School. I covered yeah. a game that he played in Jeanette where he did like he did that eight times. Yeah. Okay. Man. So when I see him do it to the Pittsburgh Steelers, it has virtually no impact on me. And I say that in a good way.
1: Okay. Okay, but for a guy that didn't see that and a defense (laughs) that possibly doesn't know what you know, even while studying film, right? Mm -hmm. You think he ain't gonna do that again, or I'm good enough because we're good Mm -hmm. to make that tackle or keep him in the box. And we get friggin' steamrolled in Oakland on a half baseball field slash football (laughs) (laughs)
0: field. What a scene that was. Every single time you were out there, by the way. (laughs) Wow. Mom, let's do it again tomorrow.
1: No doubt. I'm here.